right. Welcome to the newest episode of the Brohams podcast. It's Mark. It is Reed K. Oh, you got more to say? Or No, my mic just became a Okay. All right. I heard you like say something, so I was like, let me, let me not step on his uh, intro. But anyway, yeah. Uh, it's the founder, the president of Sports Entertainment Superstars, Reed K. Gilmore. And it is your boy, the uh, former stay-at-home dad of the uh, Brohams podcast, current Tennessee Hustling man and rainforest hater, Alex. Conspicuous by his absence is Robert. Now, last week he said, oh, I'll be there next week. It's next week. He ain't here. Robert is like um, the Bro Has podcast version of Veer. He a ghost, bro. Like, <laughs> look, Veer getting regular TV time on NXT right now. Like with Indus Share looking immaculate. I put tweeted this. I said those two look like the best bouncers in Mumbai. Like Yo <laughs> like him and Sangha. <laughs> like, they just Yo. come out in fly ass suits. Sangha has that immaculate beard. They both have great beards. But like <laughs> just come out looking big in India. I feel like we suggest I feel like we brought that up one time on the podcast that those two were gonna end up being a tag team at some point. Well, they apparently they were. I forgot they were. A, yeah, they were a tag oh. team when they first showed up. When Stokely was so Stokely was their manager for like a month, Two seconds. and then yeah. they like oh, disappeared. Okay. And then Stokely came back with uh, Diamond Mine. Diamond so. Mine, and then they Veer, you know, went on be on the main show. And everybody was like okay. seeing his social yeah. media posts where he was not wearing his ring gear and he was just in like fly ass suits and shit. And everybody was like. Why don't he just wear this? And then when Triple H took over, he had like one backstage segment before a match where he was wearing his fly ass suit. <laughs> and now he's back in and actually talked. And now he's in NXT again wearing fly ass suits. It's an image thing. So before we started, we were talking about the Black Adam movie and how originally it was supposed to be a Shazam movie that rock was on. I do remember that, that hearing he was going to be in that. I, it's coming back now. And then they eventually split it into two movies, the Shazam movie, and then the black Adam movie. And then rock said, apparently the two characters will meet on screen in the future. And personally, I think the reason they got split into two movies was because of rocks ego. I really so think I so. Because if he's the villain, right? That means he got to lose. And how often do you see Rock losing in movies? Like, never. Because he's pretty much the hero in every, or at least some version of a hero in every single movie he's in. Except the other guys. But that was a comedy, so no one really said much about it when him and Sam Jackson died from jumping off a building. But for the most, that's why I feel like, like, if you got this big old, big ass superhero movie, and then Rock is like fighting, and then Rock loses, for whatever reason, he thinks that'll hurt his credibility. I guess it's the wrestler in him. I don't know. That's why when he was making the Fast and Furious movies, for whatever reason, him, Vin Diesel, and Jason Statham had clauses in their contracts that they couldn't lose fights to each other. And I was like, what kind of macho bullshit is this? That's why when you see them on screen fighting each other, there's really no definitive winner. It always gets interrupted by something. It's a tie. Oh, yeah, or it's some kind of tie. I'm like, really? Hey, Come that's on that, uh, that's Ego, that, that's that big league. Wild. For that's real. That big league, that's that big league shit right there. 
Rock put that don't Rock has that that don't work for me, brother, in his contracts for movies. <laughs> <laughs> that man, that man says it. That's what he learned Rock, from Hogan. Hell yeah, he Rock, can ad lib whenever he wants. Meanwhile, you got Stone Cold taking L's left, right, and center in some of his movies. Fucking could not not condemned. Fucking Expendables and The Longest Yard and shit. Austin just yeah, taking no. L's, not Rock. Yeah, The Rock is like he look at Vin Diesel and was like, he big, he bad. But Vin ain't got no cuts, though. For real. Like, the only time you saw him really take an L in a movie was, like, Mummy 2. And that was because that was, like, his first major movie role. So he could yeah. he had to take an L. After that, he didn't take no Ls. You know what's after that movie? Scorpion King came out. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> For real. You know what's funny, though? Vin Diesel got the last laugh, though. Because Vin can always say, hey, at least a superhero movie I was in. actually." I got three of them bitches. Yeah, I got three of them bitches. <laughs> and all I said were three words. <laughs> Vin Diesel should have won an Oscar for Groot. That was his best role ever. That's all he says. I am Groot. Sometimes in different languages. Like <laughs> well, that's the funniest thing. That is the funniest slash cheapest thing Marvel did. It's just like, well, because you know there's Spanish and multi-language dubs for some movies. It's just mm-hmm. like, what about Vin Diesel? He's like, who's yeah. gonna voice Groot? Vin Diesel. We can just have him say, "I am Groot" in different languages. <laughs> it's like you can Google Translate that shit. I am Groot. <laughs> Yo, soy Groot. <laughs> like, like Vin. What does she Groot? <laughs> like, bro, Vin can Vin can always flex on Rock saying like, "Yeah, you was in your movie flying around and shit, throwing people's in the buildings." I was a fucking treat. I wasn't even in the movie. I was just in the booth. <laughs> I have to do shit. <laughs> I just chill with Bradley Cooper, and we just said lines. <laughs> you had to do all that extra shit. I ain't have to do nothing. Look, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing that gets me. Some that's a that's a side tangent. Like it kind of goes to like the Mario movie and how Disney, because it ties back to Disney. Disney kind of like fucked over the voice acting industry by super duper advertising that um robin williams was going to be genie and aladdin Mm -hmm. which robin williams specifically wanted them to not do (laughs) so dizzy said nah well we got to get them we got to get them checks we got to get that money we need to get out of bankruptcy because we going under disney damn um they said we need aladdin and the movies then the movies from the nineties is what saved Disney, because uh, so that just caused a, right. So that just caused a chain reaction where it's just like I'm like you know you got legit voice actors out here doing work, but then you gonna call these like oh I guess big name actors. I'm like you know voice acting and regular acting are two totally different things, and some of these actors can't do both. <laughs> like they cannot do both. So the funniest thing about it that ties in Mario was like you know Chris Pratt is Mario right. The funny, yeah, the uh, he's Mario in the new Mario Brothers movie coming out, which actually looks kind of, which actually looks pretty entertaining. But, um, the funny thing about it is that Chris Pratt's Mario, Mm -hmm. but they have the voice actor that plays Mario in literally every single video game. He's in the movie. (laughs) He's just not Mario. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> why? Yeah, that's, that's wild. 
like, that is um, wild as shit. You call him and be like, hey, yeah, Charles Martinet, we'll let you be in the movie. You're in the movie. All right, cool. Am I Mario? <laughs> what? No. What? Why would you be Mario? It's like, I've literally been voicing Mario for like 30 years. Yeah. yeah, that's cool and all, but yeah, you'll be random toad number two. Like, I'll <laughs> be mad as fuck. Man. That's like um, God of War. I guess Amazon is going to make a TV series out of the game. And Christopher Judge voices Kratos, right? Yeah, in the now new games, see, yeah, he does. Yeah, when you see Christopher Judge, like, he's huge. So he's already done the motion capture, already done all this shit, so he knows the character. But they say they're still looking for somebody to play Kratos. I'm like, like damn, bro. Like, the, well, Christopher Judge is literally right here. No, they're, they're going to be like, well, he's black. I'm like, did y'all not play the original God of War? Kratos ain't yeah. white. That's the ashes of the his family on his body. That's why he looked like that. That, exactly. man, had that, that man had that bronze Greek skin. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they pull like, some shit like... Unless, like, is it gonna be is it gonna be based off the newer games or the old ones? Because the old ones had a totally different voice actor. Yeah. It was uh, it was dude from I forget his name. Yeah, it was the guy from Living Single. Yeah. Um. Nah, they're gonna do it off the Norse mythology ones. Okay, I'm gonna say shout yeah. out to shout out to the makers of God of War for having two black men play the titular character. Hell yeah! Like, uh, I think TC Carlson said they didn't even. I think he said they didn't even like tell him they were gonna switch him over. He had to find out some other kind of way. Oh, that sucks ass when that happens because that's happened before too. Like that happened to the original cast of Powerpuff Girls. Mm -hmm. Like when they made the new show, which is fucking terrible. Do not watch it. Um, they didn't even apparently they didn't even tell like the original three voice actresses that they were getting new voices for them. I'm like that. Wow sucks like the fuck not that the new girls were bad but it's just like mm -hmm. come on now why would you do that because the reason Santa Monica didn't the reason they went with Christopher Judge was because he already had the size that they were looking for for Kratos through the motion capture mm -hmm. and T.C. Carson's like last time I saw him he's not that big of a guy at all really he's, he's tall as shit but he's like he don't have Christopher Judge's build so they went with him instead. I'm like, damn, that's a fucked up way to find out you lost a gig. I mean, oh, for real. Like, no, nah, it's even worse than the anime industry. <laughs> they be casting new folks left and right, old voice actors be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like when did this happen? All I know is, whenever they do a live action Dragon Ball Z movie, one that's better than that shit that came out in 09, I just know. They don't need to make another live action Dragon Ball. Nah. Piccolo need to play Piccolo, Piccolo need to be voiced by Samuel Jackson. Because as a kid, I was like <laughs> yeah. as a kid, as a kid, I don't know why, but I always envisioned Samuel Jackson being Piccolo. I don't know. Why. I'm sick of you motherfucking sayings. <laughs> Go on, get your motherfucking ass up. We got a train. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Hell no, nah, but they the funny I, thing I, about I, Dragon Ball the funny thing about Dragon Ball Evolution though was that the dude that played Piccolo, James Marsters, he was the only one who liked and cared about Dragon Ball pretty much in that whole movie. Damn. <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, no, nah, that movie was bad. Granted, he got to run it good for him though, he got to spin the block because they let him he voices Zamasu in Super. So yeah. 
I was telling me and my homeboys, we used to talk about this a lot. I'm like, bro, you ever stop and think that maybe, just maybe, the Namekians are the black people of Dragon Ball Z? I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? <laughs> I didn't that would be some inconspicuous <laughs> cultural shit that the Japanese would probably, <laughs> you know, throw in like that. We were we were in fourth grade talking about this. Just five black kids in fucking fourth grade just sitting around with Harry Potter books in our hands. We just stopped and looked at each other like, bro, I'm telling you, the Mechians gotta be the black folks in Dragon Ball Z. They gotta be. Like, they stick together. <laughs> it's like, pick a little nah. <laughs> back down. Pick a little back down. other shit in fourth grade. <laughs> Hell no! Nah. Why would y'all some some profound shit like that? Hell no! Nah. While reading Harry Potter, y'all y'all boys was on something else. Hell no! Nah. Yeah, we like we're thinking about it because we we're like, bro, the Namekians got to be black. They got to be. I'm like, I don't know, but I could definitely see Samuel Jackson being Piccolo. <laughs> crazy. That's pretty what crazy. You see, is these snakes come from my arm? I mean, they uh, <laughs> the, they have been doing like a lot of like mocap with some of these games. Like um, a lot of the Devil May Cry games got the actors doing the mocap, which Death makes Stranding. sense when you got like you got like two legit martial artists and Daniel Southworth and Johnny Young Bosch voicing the characters. It helps to have them also do the fucking mocap because you're just like okay. Y'all can do the crazy flips and shit that they do in the game, so we'll just keep that. Death Stranding. We're just getting a TV show, apparently, and I'm like, or a movie. One of the two. I think it's off topic, but I'll make... Oh, go ahead. No, what were you saying? I'm kind of excited about God of War getting a live adaptation, because I like Ryan Hurst's story in the game. I thought about (laughs) buying the first game, because it's like five bucks on PS Now, but I just haven't bought it. Yeah, it's really good. But um, my favorite part of that whole movie is when Kratos is like, Modi died of wounds that you gave him. And Thor is like, the fuck you say? <laughs> How dare you use logic against me, damn it. <laughs> damn I you like, I, got... <laughs> I was like, I gotta see this version of Thor after Marvel like revised Thor lore. But that's the funny thing. Somebody was like, yeah. Someone was like, yeah, uh, God of War Thor is beating MCU Thor in a fight. And I'm like, yeah. But he not being comic book Thor in a fight. Comic book Thor is fucking him up. <laughs> like, comic book Thor killed Galactus and used his head as a base of the world tree. Like, he took that man's helmet and was like, I'm just going to put this on the Bifrost and just chill. <laughs> right. This, this is going to be my, my, my potter's plant for my tree. Like, Comic Thor don't play no games half the time. Like a lot of um a lot of people hate Love and Thunder. I don't. It definitely has problems. But like I don't hate it as much as other people do. Really, it's Ragnarok twice, and I didn't need Ragnarok twice, which is a reason why this is also a hot take me and like my cousin apparently have. We don't like Guardians 2. Like to me, Guardians 2 is just Guardians 1. Again, and I like Guardians One. I'm not trying to see it twice. That's why I'm not like super hyped for three. I'm gonna go see it, but I'm not like super hyped for it. <clears throat> not like Spider Verse. Yeah. Spider Verse though, Spider Verse gonna be lit as shit. But 
Did you hear what uh, Hemsworth said about the future Thor movies? Mm-hmm. Like if he come if he comes back, he wants to do something different with the character. Yeah, be fucking serious. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm just thinking about it. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like Thor lost everybody. His mom dead, dad dead, brothers dead. He had a sister. She tried to kill him. Now she's dead. <laughs> this yeah. whole realm. Because people oh, were like, oh, it's like, y'all really had come at Tycho for a Thor 4 after y'all like Ragnarok? I'm like, yeah, because Ragnarok was, first off, I mean, Ragnarok is still a good movie, but it was something mm-hmm. that was needed after Thor 2 that was bad. Yeah. That was needed, but we didn't need it twice. Like, you get Ragnarok, and then after everything that happened from Endgame and all that stuff, give me a more, give me a more serious Thor in the fourth movie. Like, I don't need him to be super duper broody, sad boys, like extreme, but mm-hmm. you know. I was expecting him to still be too, fat and depressed and shit. Like they went too hard the other way. Yeah. For like four. I'm like, alright. Give me like and then I'm like, give me current comic Thor. Like, give me that dude who just don't give a shit. He run up. He's like, Yeah, I run Asgard now. Come over here, I'm gonna beat your face in with my hammer. Like something like that. I don't know. Man, don't play games. Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, though, Spider-Verse is going to be lit. That's like two movies, though. The second part comes out in like 2024, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Hey, but I really want to get your opinion on this, because you follow comics, and, well, you you don't follow DC movies as much, I don't think. What do you think of this whole DC Comics, James Gunn thing that's going on? Like, I haven't really seen you say much about it. A lot of people, well, I'm still trying to see, I'm still trying to understand what the fuck he's trying to do. Like, a lot of people are upset, which I get, but the cynical way I'm looking at it is, like, he's trying to get rid of the Snyderverse stink. I'm sorry. Like, I I know the Snyderverse has a lot of fans. I don't know why. But, like, his those movies, at least to me, weren't really great representations of the DC universe. Um, Man of Steel is okay. BBS is dog water. Um, I look, a lot of people hated the first, the weed in justice league. I thought it was fine. Apparently a lot of people love the Zack Snyder's justice league. That was six hours. And I'm, I, I, I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. I didn't even bother to watch that. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I'm not watching that. It's probably good. But I'm not watching it. I don't need to see him do more stuff in the DCU. Um, the thing about James Gunn that I like, and I noticed it in the first Guardians, and then some people noticed it, more people noticed it in Suicide Squad, he embraces that comic books are completely fucking ridiculous. So he can lean more into that. Like, I guess you can maybe blame the MCU for it a little bit. It's like... No, actually, I wouldn't even say the MCU as a whole. You can also kind of blame Christopher Nolan for that because he, like, he put Batman too far into reality. If that makes sense, I'm like, I got you. Batman's like the grizzled crime fighter. He's cleaning up the streets of Gotham. But he's also a billionaire trust fund baby that uses a lot of his money to dress up as a bat and beat up people in the street. Like, it's ridiculous. Batman is a mental patient. It's ridiculous. 
but yeah. he kind of like tried to make it too, you know, like all oh, the realistic blah, blah blah. But I'm like, I think Gunn would more embrace the absurdity of it because I'm like, sure, for every for every story like The Killing Joke or Black Mirror or Batman R.I.P. or something like that, you have polka dot Batman. You have fucking zebra Batman, Bat Baby. You like you got these crazy ass, ridiculous Batman stories. The ninja like, bat, the samurai Batman. Like yeah, you got that stuff. Like like pick up like pick up Grant Morrison's run on Batman. Morrison <laughs> Morrison did this crazy thing where they were like, yeah, it it achieved mixed results with fans. Where Morrison's modus operandi in their long ass Batman run was. Everything that's happened to Batman has happened to Batman. It's all canon, which is fucking wild because that's over. Oh. Yeah, that was the main that was the main thing of their run that they squeezed in there and it kind of fits. It's weird. It was just like, yeah, everything in Batman is canon. All the shit you saw from like the Golden Age, yeah, that actually happened. Um everything you saw post-crisis, that happened. Pre-crisis, that happened. It all happened. And um, we're going to embrace its absurdity, but in a weird way, they wrote it where it makes sense. I got it. Uh, I got to let y'all read this. The time is really fucking crazy and actually very interesting. But is, is there a multiverse then? And it's like, yeah, there's a multiverse in DC, which is another like funny thing that people are mad about. I'm like, you could just say that Batman this gun ex- shit. Batman experiences all the other Batmans, and that's the one Batman, I guess, is the. Super Batman? I don't know. Like that's the only way. No, it's not really a multiverse thing, but the way they wove it together was like, no, everything happened, and there's a reason why all the stuff gets reset to status quo. And it's less of a whole story on Batman and more of a commentary on like comic books as an industry about why stories keep getting rebooted. Like he took this one off story. It was the Batman of Zer and R, which was in the original story, it was um, like Batman went to this microscopic universe or something and met this um, guy called himself the Batman of Zuran R, who was pretty much just him in that reality. It was just a di- person becoming Batman and, you know, fighting crime or whatever. Uh, Morrison took that story and recontextualized it as. No, the Batman of Zuran R is not some weird alien interdimensional version of Batman. It is a split personality that Bruce has to fight mind control. Yo! <laughs> like, this, like, Morrison was doing a bunch of weird shit. Like, it's like when Batman's being mind controlled or something like that, or whatever, the Batman of Zuran R comes out and that motherfucker just beats up anything in its vicinity. Like, he just beats up any and everything. He don't give a shit. So, yeah, it, it was crazy things like that. Or how the original, um, uh, there was a Batwoman before the current Batwoman. Uh, originally, she was created. Little side comics history. The original Batwoman, Kathy Kane, uh, I think that was her. Yeah, Kathy Kane was created not because, oh, we need little girls to read Batman comics. No, she was created to prove that Batman and Robin weren't gay. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. Because there was this, um, I for, I keep forgetting his name, but this guy wrote this paper way back in the day called Seduction of the Innocent, mostly talking about how 
Batman comics and I think other forms of media were like gay propaganda because it's or or encouraging pedophilia or whatever the fuck because it's like oh Batman and Robin he was like he takes this he adopts this young boy and puts him in colorful tights and they fight crime and they sleep in the same bed together and this blah 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 and I'm like yeah, all right so DC at the time was like all right we need to prove to people that Batman ain't gay he he totally likes women yo so Batwoman Grant Morrison took that and just like no she's been around. Uh, she's like some kind of assassin, and when she shoots you with her bullet, you fucking disappear from reality. It's really fucking weird. Um, but yeah, I say all that to say that G James Gunn embraces that crazy ass absurdity in comics. <laughs> so, which I think the DC universe could use more of, because I think something that got lost in the the last slate of movies, more or less, Outside of movies like Shazam or the first Wonder Woman, we don't talk about Wonder Woman 84. And I guess Aquaman, I never saw Aquaman, was that DC is a much more hopeful universe than Marvel is. Like, Marvel is the more realistic one. Like, DC's got, like, you got a fucking Superman running around in DC. He used to have literally a new power every issue just because the writers were just doing shit. Like he had a like Superman used to have a power where he shot rainbows out of his fingers that created little clones of himself. Like it just it's crazy. It makes no sense. And uh, they tried to like make it more realistic. They tried to make it like the MCU, which is not that was the that was the main problem. DC tried to do what Marvel did without trying to make all the steps because Marvel had to make the MCU because they were broke. Like they had to. They had to do something. Because they gave yeah. away their heavy hitters. They gave away Spider-Man. They gave away the X-Men. And like Hulk. And like Hulk, to, a lesser yeah. extent, to a lesser extent Namor and shit. So they could get out of bankruptcy. And then you know Spider-Man made a bunch of money at the box office. And the X-Men movies despite their dwindling quality. Made you know. <laughs> they made yeah. money at the box office. Uh, the Like the first Hulk movie was bad. But. I think that made a decent chunk of change. Blade was making money because they sold Blade out too. Like, even though Blade yeah. wasn't a Blade wasn't a heavy hitter at all, they just sold Blade rights just to you know again get out of bankruptcy. But all they had left was like they had the Avengers. That was pretty much all they had left. And if you tell someone now that when Marvel first made Iron Man. That Iron Man was like a B tier, C tier hero, they would think you're crazy. But it's true. Like the Avengers were like yeah. a B tier team before the MCU. Like B C tier team. Not in like comic book fans' eyes for the most part, but to the eyes of the general public. Like maybe you'd find somebody who knows who Captain America is. Maybe you'd find somebody who knows who like Iron Man is or whatever, but you couldn't tell nobody who the fuck a Hawkeye was. Yeah, like Hawkeye. Like Hawkeye. What was that? Who was Black Black Widow? Who the fuck is that? Who is Vision? Who is Scarlet Witch? Like you can tell anybody who these people are, but they know Spider Man. They know yeah, the X Men. Spider Man. Wolverine. They know the X Men. They know Deadpool. Thor. They know Hulk. Yeah. Hulk. So Marvel had to be like, okay, well, we got nothing but look. We, all the best toys are gone. We ain't got nothing left but the also ran. So fuck it. <laughs> we got it. We got to shoot. And then Gun circling back to Gun, he took an even longer shot. Cause I remember when the I remember when I first heard that Marvel was doing Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I'm like, fucking Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm like, okay, they really shooting with this. Cause I'm like, barely anyone knew Guardians of the I mean, knew the Avengers. They damn sure didn't know the Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Because that that was way obscure. Like Marvel don't fuck. Like Marvel's a company don't fuck with space a whole lot. They got a lot of cool space characters. They don't do shit in space a lot. Um. So when they said we're gonna make Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, how obscure is this? I was like, I only know the Guardians because I was playing Ultimate fucking Alliance, and I was like. You know, I was trying to get all the achievements and shit, so I had to do a bunch of reading. Or I did a bunch of reading just because, and I was like, what the fuck? Why is the Guardians, why do they have their own movie? I was like, they're not that cool. They've never been that cool. Like, that makes sense. So, to uh, say all that to say, I'm cautiously optimistic about what Gunn is going to do. Like I said, I know a lot of people are upset that, you know, Cavill's gone, but I'm like, if he's rebooting this thing, I, look, it, I just treat it as, like, a DC Comics reboot. They have one of those, like, every 10 years. <laughs> that's, that's how I'm yeah, looking at it. There's a multiverse. They, they got a multiverse out there anyway. So, and I, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, really, we'll see what happens. He seems to have it's some kind of plan it. worked out. Um, got a dub for me. He got a dub from me by telling Patty Jenkins about that supposedly terrible Wonder Woman 3 script. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. No, He's no, good he with me when he said, hey, you're going to have to, can you like rewrite this? <laughs> She's you like, no. not that big, bro. And she said, no. And she left. And I'm like, okay. I'm good on it, though. You know what I'm, I'm like, going you know to do tonight? I'm going to watch Wonder Woman 84. Why? Just, <laughs> just so I can see how this yourself. Wonder Woman three script gonna be. Why okay, why would, why would you do that? <laughs> hey, Marcel, it's not my glutton punishment. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, like I guess let, so. Let him, yeah, let him watch it. Does that answer your question? Or nah, that's <clears throat> yeah, that does. It's is actually what I was. I actually thought you were gonna say that. I'm like, he's been uncharacteristically quiet on this he must not oh yeah i've been i've had thoughts i just i I just didn't feel like putting them on line about it (laughs) because i know a lot of people have been because man up and down my twitter feeds recently it's it's two different things i've been seeing a lot it's this gun stuff and then recently it's been this mandy stuff and i'm just like okay okay should we that talk about the man situation me. right yeah. now? Yeah. I mean. So long story short, Mandy has been released from WWE amidst amidst leaks of her. Uh, what is what's that what's that it called? It's not only fans. It's fans something. Fan time. Yeah. Fan time. It's essentially only fans. After some very, very risque photos of her on from there got leaked and it was announced, uh, news broke from Fightful. I think apparently Sean Ross Sapp might have been the first one, but I can't see his tweets. I'm blocked. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's not even the funny part. You know who else has me blocked? Zelina Vega, and I don't know why. <laughs> like, 
I don't recall tweeting about Zelina, mm. tweeting at Zelina or nothing. So I have no idea. Maybe I said something slick about Andrade. Maybe. I've never. I don't think I've ever said anything bad about Malachi Black. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we have listeners to the podcast. That's what hey, makes look, me think. If Zelina does listen to this, shout outs to you. I very much enjoy your work both in and out of the ring. Either way. Back to Mandy. <laughs> that's that's a that's an odd one. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I was. I didn't even know until right? like, like she posted a picture, and I'm like, "Why can't I see this tweet?" And then I clicked it, just like you're blocked. I'm like, "What did I do?" <laughs> like the fuck. <laughs> wow. Look, I mean, Sean Ross at blocking me. I I don't I don't really care about. I actually kind of laugh. I think now my goal might be to not nah, nah, not a goal, but it'd be funny if like stardom blocked me <laughs> because apparently they'd be blocking people for anything like i don't know why like this one dude i follow he pretty much got blocked from like the stardom english account like the official english account of stardom for saying rossi books too many draws <laughs> they said nah you block lo and behold a week later Lo and behold, a week later there was a match with two tag teams and it went to a 15 minute draw and i tweeted i'm like oh dude was right he was right, and y'all blocked him for it. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't tweet enough to get blocked or tweet at anybody enough to get blocked. Sometimes I get some, but I think sometimes though, Twitter just be weird because sometimes people just start blocking people for like no reason. They'll maybe like see a chain of tweets and block like everybody in that tweet chain, even the people that was supporting them or something. It was weird. Or some there was a because I think. I think some people mentioned it before too, like maybe like a few months ago, Twitter would just like randomly block people out of nowhere for like no reason. I've had people randomly unfollow me. I'm like, yeah, that happens too. I wonder, I get curious. I'm like, what tweet said it all? What tweet made them say, all right, look, if you're listening, Elon, that's what you need to put. That's what you need to put on Twitter instead of making like Twitter blue and increasing the freaking count to 4,000 words, bro. Who want to deal with that? Like, nobody want to deal with the, the, these freaking essay tweets. These goddamn dissertation tweets people going to try and make. So, circling all this back to Mandy in AEW. <laughs> Reportedly, Impact said they're interested if AEW don't want her. Wow. Impact will take anybody. Also, apparently, Jonathan Gresham has signed with Impact, and I'm like, of course he did. His wife works there. But, right. you know, and for, I mean, some reason, Dewey, and for some reason, WWE don't want him. But, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, with, with, with this Mandy situation, to circle, finally circle back to Mandy, a lot of people were doing the thing I hate when this type of situation happens on Twitter, which is just to give gut reactions with no facts, and fake um and fake concern i'm like y'all don't care about mandy half y'all didn't even know she was in freaking in nxt like y'all just y'all just jumping on this because it's another thing y'all could be like well this is why wwe sucks i'm like okay y'all don't even know the full scope of the situation that's why i kept saying there's got to be more of this situation there has got to be more of this situation like it's it is weird and supposedly it came out that Mandy knew that having this would likely get her in trouble. That's what I read from somewhere. 
She did it anyway, which, hey, make your money how you get it as long as you ain't hurting people. But we got to stop blaming like corporations all the time and start looking at that. These people are adults and make their own decisions and have to deal with the consequences if it goes wrong. Like, again, not saying she can't do whatever. It's her body. She can do whatever the hell she won't. But if the thing was like, apparently there was also something that WWE knew about the knew about her having the site. Right. And they're just like, all right, cool. Just keep that shit, you know. PG or whatever. Apparently, some of them pics are a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit more explicit than what you'd see on a typical Instagram post. And allegedly, apparently, allegedly. I said apparently somebody leaked the shits on Twitter. That's how this whole firestorm got started. Oh my days! And um, uh, they from the story they talked to her, asked her to take it down. She said no, because apparently she's making more money doing that than she is wrestling. So they cut ties. Boom. Simple. Because they had it, because apparently this breaches contract company policy and their deal with Mattel. Seems pretty cut and dry to me. Yeah. WWE said, hey, we got a certain code here. You can't just be showing your poon nanny on the TL. We told you to keep it PG. You got that shit looking triple X. Can't be having that. Can you take it down? No. It's my body, my choice. I do what I want. I'm making more money anyway. All right, bet. Well, we're going to have to call it a career here. And apparently she can come back. So it's not like there's heat. Then they said she had like two years left on her contract. They said, God damn. (laughs) Like, what? Then, again, people on Twitter are just like, you got a bunch of people. I was like, I didn't know Mandy has so many fans. <laughs> like, that's, I'm tripping. Like, he was like, yeah, she revitalized the NXT women's division and this and the other and Toxic Attraction was must see and blah, blah, blah. I was like, bro, I was watching NXT week to week. Me personally, I like Toxic Mandy Attraction. I like Toxic Attraction, but y'all know Mandy was not my favorite out of Toxic Attraction. My favorite was Gigi. And I was like, I'm like, look, I saw Gigi, I'm good. And Mandy was doing well in NXT. She definitely improved while she was down there. And it does suck that we couldn't see this version of Mandy on the main roster, but it's just like, it is what it is. And we was like, oh, they, I was like, uh, oh, yeah, there's the thing with, again, it's called Toxic Attraction was must see. I was like, there are people I like more than Toxic Attraction. I like Saray. I like Mako. I'm still waiting on their Blair Davenport to come back. I like Indy, what she doing. I like friggin' Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. I like Fallon Henley. Like, there's a bunch of people I like more than Toxic Attraction. I like Roxanne. Hey. I like Cora. Like, again, not that Toxic Attraction was bad, but to to me, Katana? they weren't the main. And Katana and, uh, and um, Hayden, because I keep wanting to say Lacey. <laughs> like, I keep wanting to say Lacey Lane, which was her other wrestling name before she became Caden Carter. Um, they're okay. I, I put Toxic above them, but my thing is like that's just me. I can't speak for everybody else. Now, for some people, like Robert, Toxic Attraction was super musty. Like I, I was like, I got you. That's cool. But I'm not even gonna lie to you. A lot of people online that defended Mandy were also the same people who were shitting on her 400 day title reign. I'm just saying. Now, granted, that's a false equivalency. It's like, well, just because I didn't like her title reign doesn't mean I want to see her get fired, which is fair. Which also leads to the other thing that Twitter was doing that I hated was, again, playing the false equivalency game. Where it's like, well, they got Riddle over here and they sent him to rehab for doing whatever he was doing. 
the, the, the Usos got DUIs and they've had women pose for Playboy and Soraya had nudes leaked. They didn't fire her. I'm like, these are all very different situations than what's happening with Mandy. And like, y'all need to stop pretending that it's not like the whole Soraya situation that she wasn't selling those online. Those were private videos and photos between her and her significant other at the time. They got leaked as revenge porn. Why the hell would they fire her for that? That wasn't her choice to have those all on the internet. Like, why would they fire her for that? Also, there was apparently a bunch of other, like, also, apparently, it was also a bunch of other male wrestlers. I remember that. I remember when Riddle's nudes got leaked. Thank God I didn't see him, but I remember hearing about it. And there was, like, other male wrestlers, and I'm just like, again, the only thing in common is that these things were leaked, but in the case of the male superstars, that wasn't, they weren't selling those. Those were sent to certain people, and then they got leaked by other people via hacks or whatever. Like, it's not the same. And if they had an agreement, and I'm not blaming her at all, if they, if the company and Mandy had an agreement where it's like, okay, you can keep this thing, make your side money, but just keep it PG, PG-13, whatever, maybe have some implied nude, you know, a couple raunchy beak beach pics, whatever's going on, right? That's cool. And then you if Mandy agreed to... Or door stuff? Yeah, boudoir stuff. Like, if you boudoir, do that, that's yeah. cool. Like, you want to you wanna do that? Great. Just keep it, you know, just just keep it in line, right? Because, you know, we got, we got companies. If that was the terms and they agreed to it, and then she went over that for whatever reason, that's on her. If that's what happened, like, that's on her. That's the consequences. If she knew she was going to get in trouble anyway, she obviously did it because she didn't give a shit. So it's just like, okay, so what are we trying to defend her for like she's a child? Like, like I said, it comes to a point where we got to stop blaming because, yes, as a whole, corporations are bad, but America made corporations. So really, y'all, it's, it's a whole cycle. But we got to stop blaming corporations for actions of individuals. Like, that's what it is. Mandy is a grown-ass woman. She made a grown-ass woman decision. And then now she is dealing with the grown-ass woman consequences. Now, the dude who leaked the shit in the first place, they fucked. They should be sued for that bullshit. That's fucked up. But at the same time, she made a decision. They tried to come to an agreement. She said no. They let her go. Easy. Easy decision to make. That's just how I see the situation. It's not as complicated as people claim to be. Like, somebody on Instagram was like, they didn't fire her because she was making extra money. It was that they couldn't get a cut. I'm like, man, if you don't shut the fuck. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, man, if you don't shut up with that dumb shit. Like, they already making money off her fucking likeness in her name. What else they got to make more money off of? Like, (laughs) they own the name Mandy Rose. They own a percentage of her merchandise sales, her toy sales, all that shit. Her autograph signings and appearances. Like, what else they need? Like, come on now. (laughs) <laughs> like really like they care like she all oh, she got a side hustle we need digging to that like it's it, y'all be thinking too deep about some of this stuff yeah. that's just my thoughts anybody else yeah um at first i was thinking like damn y'all released her for exclusive content on a site that she runs that people have to pay to see i was like man firing her is harsh you know i would have like told her and you can keep your stuff up there. But then like you, I was thinking, no, nah, there's gotta be more to it than that. Like, if I was if it was up to me 
I would have been like, y'all can have your OnlyFans sites, your fan time sites, whatever y'all want. Yeah. Just nothing explicit, you know, because we got, because we're a PG company, we got all these sponsors and things like that. We can't really have, especially our world champions, butt ass naked online. Mm-hmm. That's so, a good that that's that's I would feel like that explains it right there. Like so, like it's just a bad representation of the company or what they stand for because it makes WWE look like they lied to their sponsors about what they were. Well, y'all told us y'all were this, but you got your NXT Women's Champion out here showing off her titties and her pussy to everybody, you know. We can't have that. So <clears throat> I, I think she'll be back in due time. I don't think she's going to be gone long. Um, it might be one of those situations where things have to cool off. but Or the deal, company takes a turn in a different direction. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But like, if I was WWE, okay, you're not going to stop doing the new thing. How about we just pay you whatever you're making on that site you know that that's the only other way i could see it working but yeah we'll make it worth your while to, to you know not do that while you're employed yeah this. yeah because the thing is she was probably gonna get paid that much money anyway because i'm pretty sure sometime within the next year she was gonna get called up you know that's that's definitely what it was looking like so um yeah, that's my thoughts on the whole situation. And me, I'm just now, a few months ago, I started checking back in with NXT. And she's improved a lot compared to where she was on the main roster because I think me and Marcel talked about this years ago. Like, she got called up way too soon. Mm-hmm. I think I think she was probably in a performance center. When did they do that Tough Enough? 2015? Yes. So they did the Tough Enough in 2015. So she was in the PC for the rest of that year. And it was like 2016, her and Eva Marie were a tag team. And I'm like watching her wrestle. And I'm like, she's got a bodybuilding background. She's beautiful. She's definitely what they go for. She's got a lot of potential. But it's it's too early to put her on TV. And then a year after that, Vince called her up. So I feel like her going back to NXT. Because I... It's my speculation, and I don't really like to speculate, but I think they sent her to NXT as a means to, like, keep her around because it wasn't working. And it's like, okay, we'll give her one more chance. If this doesn't work, then we'll cut her. But she made it work. But um, I definitely wouldn't have lost my job off of because I wanted to show my penis on the Internet. I, I I couldn't see myself doing that. It's not worth it. Yeah. Maybe if I was unemployed. And I got fired yeah. by the company, then I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I don't. Some people said, I remember some, sorry, someone tried to liken it to like Tony Storm. They were like, well, Todd, AW, let's Tony Storm keep her OnlyFans. I was like, Tony Storm didn't even have that OnlyFans when she was in WWE. She didn't even make it till after um, she got out. So. Yeah. And plus, AEW is more geared towards an adult audience. So she's not really doing anything. Outside of that realm. Also, you know I mean? haven't heard Tony doing anything crazy, crazy on her OnlyFans. And believe me, I've been trying yeah. to you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And people, I, I, I'm not subscribed the to it, but I've heard that like, 
that Zelina Vega has the OnlyFans, but she only does cosplay on there. I think yeah, she had one because I think that was one of the reasons that led to her getting released last time was because she had it, and they were trying to get her to uh, you know drop it. She said no, but they brought her back. Now I don't know if she still got the OnlyFans or not, but or she does, and she just toned it down. You said, yeah, that would be my thing if I was in WWE. Y'all can have your OnlyFans and shape of this nudity. None, because I would hear about her OnlyFans, but I would see her like in a bikini or in a thong or something like that, and I'm like, well, he shows her ass on the show, so that's that's not outside of the realm. Oh, because people would like to say, oh, well, they got to sexualize her, but the minute she tried to make money off of it, I'm like, y'all are y'all are missing the point. Yeah, she's the NXT it's a women's business. Champion. People yeah, understand like, that it's a business, and they have like. They have people they're trying to work with and, you know, yeah. like build relations and shit with and keep keep who they have like yeah, and I'm sure that kind of thing. Like I don't know, it's it's a lot of money involved and you know. Yeah, yeah like so. I like I tweeted to um where where was it? Someone said I've said a lot of tweets about this like for no uh no no reason. There was like a lot of tweets I put on about it. Two way more energy than I should have given it to. Um where is it? So I retweeted someone had added to Y'all keep going, I'll find it. Yeah, I'll find it. If I was a Mandy Rose fan though, I wouldn't fret. Like from She don't work somewhere. Yeah, from what I know of WWE, she's they really gave her her foot in the door. She really is in house talent. I mean, she I also know, got a side about. hustle. Not even just the fan thing. She got a side hustle with that donut stuff she got with Sonya. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she hurting for money at all. Exactly. Also, does. Tino. Also, she married to Tino. Tino also making money, so, mm-hmm. doing whatever he doing, but he making money. Yeah. So like, I don't think she's gonna be gone long. I, that's my call. I don't think she's going to be gone long because if Toxic Attraction had the highest rated segments on NXT and they were merchandise movers, one thing about the McMahon family, like everybody else, they like to make money. So I'm sure they would want that on the main roster. That That's too hot of a group to like not have. So it's I, I think it's going to, like I said, it's going to be one of those things where it just has to cool down before she comes back. <clears throat> I can't find the tweet now. Did I? Because I thought, like, damn, is she did she piss hot on a drug test? Because I, I thought typical. You know, they're gonna do the title match. Toxic Attraction is mm-hmm. probably gonna beat the shit out of her, and then they're gonna have a match at what? Where are they gonna have it? New Year's Evil Vengeance Day. Yeah, New Year's oh. Evil. So I was like, okay, the match is gonna happen there. <clears throat> but I get on Twitter. I want you to hit pop rocks on this girl and. Tinder one two three right in the middle of the ring. I'm like, what? Uh, I can't find it. But um, one of them was uh, action injuries. I forgot I muted Tony Khan on Twitter. <laughs> I uh, I blocked JD from NY. I don't I don't get Twitter nowadays. Like, I have yeah, him blocked. Block somebody, <laughs> it's somebody else I have blocked because like. Oh, I don't I'm still tweeting people. crazy shit. 
but I don't follow these people, but like I have there's people that I follow that follow them and shit comes across my feed. And I'm like, why am I kids tweets? And then it's like so and so follows them. I'm like, well, let me kiss So I'm kinda thinking like I need to unfollow some of y'all. Y'all follow a lot of lame shit. Like, where are you at in your wrestling fandom where you need to follow him? You know what I'm saying? Crazy. Oh. I just realized that I'm looking at Oscar's uh, Twitter, and we'll, we'll talk about Oscar a bit more when we talk about Raw. I just finally realized, I'm like, how does she keep her mask on her face with no string? But I guess she has something, because I've always noticed, like, she always slightly opens her mouth when she takes the mask off. I guess she has some kind of mouthpiece in there that keeps the mask on her face when she comes out, which is smart. Either, either that or that mask is fitted a certain way to just sit on her face. Oh, I just say because she slightly opens her mouth when she takes the mask off, so that's why I think there's some kind of mouthpiece in there. But yeah, that I could be it too. I follow her on Instagram, but you know they do that algorithm shit, so you don't see everybody's stuff on your feed. Yeah, I saw her on Raw Monday. She took that mask. I was like, damn, she's fine. That's what a lot of people were saying. They were like, Oscar's like really pretty, yo. I'm like, y'all just remembered how pretty Oscar is, like. Because she wears all that makeup, so I'm like... Dang. Oh, yeah, she wears that face paint and stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, when she first got in, she wasn't wearing face paint like that. I was like, damn, she's fine. Yeah, Oscar cute now. She <laughs> looked at Dominic like a pissed-off mother, like she was just done with his shit before she spread that damn face. blue mist in his face. I don't know Dominic, Dominic need to come out blind on Raw next week like Nidia was. Nidia. <laughs> Speaking of Jamie Noble, shout out to him. He had his last match, I think, this past week. Yeah, in West at a live event. Yeah, but a live event, which is crazy that Triple H did that. I mean, I can see why. Obviously, he respects Jamie, but it's still, it's just like, yeah, we're gonna give you your final match randomly, apropos of nothing, during a live event. Who was it against, anyway? Does anybody know? But props to Triple H, like a tag match or something like that, like a three way or four way. But props to, props to Triple H, though, for, like, having legends around but not belittling them and making them look stupid, unlike uh, some oh, okay. old man in Connecticut. He he teamed with Braun in the Brawling Brutes against the Bloodline, Sokoa, Sammy, and the Usos, and he won after he, after he hit the Gibson driver on Sammy. Well, Undertaker won. Uh, well, that's Undertaker. <laughs> well, that's well, James Gibson in West Virginia. <laughs> Triple H is like, nah, you know, nobody's gonna see this unless they tape it, so it's fine. We we can give you that. Uh, we can give you that dub. I'm still mad. We never got the full cut of that Walter and Cesaro match. You can find. Mm-hmm. I found someone sent it to me before. For whatever reason, I have a lot of mutuals that don't live in the States. Like, like, it's so weird. Like, a lot of my Twitter mutuals live in, like, England and Europe, but I'm just like, all right. Yeah, apparently Somebody sent me the match. Apparently they played it on BT Sports. No, that sucks. Let's see. I don't know. Yeah, but Oscar's Oscar's still sending, like, random pictures of, like, you know, her and her clown face makeup and stuff. And she did make a vi- she put a video on her Instagram page not her Instagram her YouTube channel it's like seven minutes long there's no dialogue it's literally just her getting on a plane to Japan and then going to Osaka and the title is like I'm going back to Japan to look for something I lost 
So I'm like, she can come back and murder everybody. Like, look, if they keep Oscar off TV till like, I don't know, Elimination Chamber or the Rumble, I'm cool. She's going to go find her smile. Yeah, she, gonna, she definitely not going to find her smile. <laughs> her evil smile. <laughs> like, just a bunch of weird tweets. I'll be on trip for a while. And, like, some of these pics are wild. Like, the video, like, the gift she put, no, the video she posted of her spitting out blood. That shit was crazy. I'm like, yeah. You know what the funniest thing about this character change for Asuka is, though? WWE just released a new Asuka shirt. I'm like, this shit gonna be obsolete the minute she come back. <laughs> right? They gotta let her. They gotta let her do her thing. You know, become a. You know, give her that new edge. They gotta let it wait out because uh, you know they got they gotta Honor let the merchandise sell. Yes, I tweeted this. Get. I tweeted this. I said when Asuka come back, if she come back as Kana, EO is leaving Damage Control. I guarantee you. <laughs> like, she right. is leaving damage control. Either she just going to be like, I'm joining up with her or I'm out deuces. <laughs> like, I ain't dealing with that shit. I had to deal with that in Japan. She's going to bring Mei Ying back. <laughs> oh, God. Look, when did you got to do something? I brought up EO earlier and I wanted to. Someone brought this up on Twitter is that. EO is probably the, not even probably, EO is like the most protected out of the, out of damage control, which signifies to me that whenever they break up, EO is going to be the single star out the group because like you, you look at her win loss record. She's taken the least amount. I don't even know how many, I don't even think she's even been pinned that much at all. I think she was one of the main, I think out of, outside of Bailey, she's like the only one who's pinned Bianca. And let's see. Let's see her cage match. Because I'm like, Triple H is really trying to like protect EO. Which is cool. Which is which is funny because it adds the whole Robert scene. like, oh, the EO's lost a step. Like, you bugging. <laughs> like, hell no. Yeah. I did laugh, though, when they gave Bailey that. I mean, not Bailey, but Becky that powerball through the table. For some reason, her Dakota fell. <laughs> I'm like, why are y'all falling? <laughs> look, look, EO 5-1, all right? That took a lot of power. It took it took me out of the moment because I like burst out laughing. I'm like, okay, Becky goes down. That's understandable. <laughs> why why is Dakota on her back? Why Hold is on. EO they had, <laughs> they had Asuka and Mia Yim teaming on live events? What the fuck? I would have watched that. That sounded like a good team. Anyway. Just going on main roster shows, right? Um EO ain't lost on TV. No, she lost one time on TV to Bianca since being called up. Even when they lost tag matches, she didn't get pinned. Dakota got pinned. So, let's see. No contest. Her first match on Raw was a no contest against Bianca. Uh, Damn. They gave EO a title match her first month on the main roster at a house show. <laughs> Against Bianca, I'm like, God damn. She, Bianca won by DQ, but let's see. Uh, Aaliyah. Lost to Leah and Raquel, but EO didn't take that pin. Then they won the tag titles back. Then Bianca beat her. Then she beat Alexa. Then they beat Bianca and Candice. Um, 
It's the most amount of Asian women I've ever seen on the main roster. <laughs> At one time? <laughs> yeah. like Because way back like, in the day, it was just Gail Kim. Yeah, it was just her. <laughs> like, what's sad about Gail Kim and her, I guess, disdain for WWE is, if she were to, like, put her ego aside, she would actually thrive with a lot of these women now. But the funny, you know what the funny thing is, though, about that? She got disdained for WWE, right? Mm-hmm. But she loved Triple H. Like, she has not said one bad thing about Triple H. Hmm. Like, yeah, she said that. She was, even though she'll talk about the company itself being bad, she's like, nah, she's like, she really likes and respects Triple H. Triple H was, like, one of the main people who believed in her. He told her, like, you know, very nice things when she left the last time, blah, blah, blah. Like, she liked Triple H. Yeah. There's a chance. Which seems like a common theme among a lot of women that come and go through WWE recently. I got a joke, but I'm going to save it for after we go off to air. <laughs> like, bro, yeah, the, also, the, the fucking... There's that rumor that Vince wants to come back, which I hope is just a rumor. I hope it is just a rumor. I hope it's just a rumor. More allegations came out the same day he... <laughs> you know what the funny thing out. said? <laughs> Just like, like Vince wants to make a comeback. Someone said, "No, you don't." They <laughs> got more allegations. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm. It, this is country song. One of the last lines of it is like, "You got to know when to walk away." And I mean, in my opinion, Vince should have walked away years ago. Uh, ten years before he did. <laughs> yeah, like, like when NXT was really getting steam. Mm-hmm. Like in 20, you know what? I don't know. This might be crazy. Remember when AEW was kicking NXT's ass in the ratings? Mm-hmm. That's when Triple H should have took over. <laughs> like, that's yeah. when Triple H should have been like, all right, Vince, let me take over the main roster now. Yeah, that period, towards the end of 2019, it seemed like the company was kind of getting better. Minus the finish to Hell in the Cell that year. But Oh, God, yeah. yeah. yeah it felt like the company was starting to come around a little bit. It's like all three shows are kind of cooking in their own special way, but NXT overall. But like, I'll give give Vince his flowers. He found a way to make pro wrestling marketable. And I mean, we can go another hour talking about what Vince has done for the business, but both good and bad. <laughs> yeah, but like, man, it's just. It's just time for something new and fresh. Like for me, I think y'all watched the shit faithfully more than I did. Marcel, you know, there was a long period of time where I just watched NXT and NXT. Yeah. But I haven't watched all three shows in a long ass time. And this is the most I've been watching them ever since then. Like SmackDown is like the weaker show, I feel, outside of the bloodline or anything involving them. I like what I like what they're doing, Ricochet and Gunther. I like where that's going. Yeah, um, the thing that's mostly keeping SmackDown down is that women's division, boy. Like, oh. man, I told my mom. I think I said this last week, but I was like, man, the SmackDown women's division ain't been right since Ronda Rousey came back. Everything was going good till she brought her ass down the ramp. It really ain't been right me. since like it kind of started when Ronda got there, and it really didn't get right after Charlotte left. Yeah, like it fell apart because I think people thought she was only going to be gone for like two months. Nobody thought she was going to be gone for 
six or seven most, months. Most of the year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, she needed to take a break. Oh, yeah. She a long needs to one. Extend a break. Look, but there's two people out that kind of help keep the division somewhat afloat that are taking extended breaks, but also needed to. Like, Charlotte needed to take a break. Natty needed to take a break. Mm-hmm. I was saying for years, Natty needed to take a long break. That's why people got yeah. tired of seeing Natty. That's why people kept disrespecting yeah. Natty. I'm like, because she never left long enough for people to miss her. She was always on TV. She was always there. Yeah. She's like the Drake of the women's division. She's always around. She never goes like For real. It's like you never take a break. You never let anybody miss you. Even the fact that you are mm-hmm. solid. But come on, Natty. Just like, oh, like, man. I'll never forget. I hate- there are people out there who are really mad that Dana Brooke and Tamina ain't getting TV time. And I'm like, what? I'm like, well, everybody got fans. but They about to be on what's the third reboot of Macy Evans or Lacey Evans. Yeah. they <laughs> Triple H is like, shit. <laughs> what am I going to do with you? Because Lacey has potential. I thought she was solid in NXT. She was another one that got called up too early. She might be better suited as a manager, though. But she, she had good the... NXT matches, but granted, she was facing like Kyrie and shit. So yeah, like <laughs> I think she has. I think she'll 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 have legs under her as a manager. I don't I know though, because you look at her. I'm like, she looks like she can beat people ass. Like that's the that, thing. Hey, real shit though. Like that could be a thing for her too. Like remember, like I wouldn't say China was a manager. No, nah, China was also tall though. So like yeah. Lacey is not China tall. She's yeah, like, like average Lacey. female height. Ain't she like five eleven? Mate Lacey? Yeah. She better not she, be the same height as me. I don't be mad as fuck. <laughs> like <laughs> hell no, she, she ain't no five eleven. She looks she looks tall. Because whenever she was wrestling Becky Lynch, she kinda had to squat down a little bit just to go back and forth with her. Well, Becky like five two. Um, <laughs> Lacey's five eight. Damn, she, hmm. she just got long ass legs, I guess. Yeah, it's the but, way uh, she it's the way she stands. It's that military training. Uh, but, uh damn, uh, Becky thirty five. Anyway, uh, Becky is how tall is she? Supposedly five six. So, I thought she was shorter than that. She probably is, if that's her build height. I don't know. She might be like five four, like EO five one. You can't tell me that's <laughs> that's got to be her real height. <laughs> EO small now. Uh, it's yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do with Lacey, but that's SmackDown Women's Division, bro. That's why when all these returns kept happening, I was like, some of them need to go to SmackDown. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, like I'm. I'm glad. Raw is so top heavy. Down. Yeah, good thing Tasty Tegan went over there. Raw, SmackDown. Raw is so top heavy. You got all the damage control. You got Bianca. You got Rhea. You got Oscar. You got Alexa. I'm just like, how many of them do you need? You got Mia. Now, I was Candace is there. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Nikki Cross is back. I was hoping uh, Toxic Attraction would go to SmackDown to balance it out a little bit because Raw would have damage control. SmackDown well, yeah, they might because they're main roster appearances were only on SmackDown. Yeah. Which is why exactly. when um, when Alex asked, he's like, what's Toxic Attraction do now? I'm like, keep being a tag team. Because they're two appearances <laughs> on the main roster. They're two appearances yeah. on the main roster. Mandy wasn't with them. So. Yeah, they're, they're strong enough to go on without her, but Mandy does help. It's like, it's like people say about me and Max, like Max could go by himself, but there's something about our dynamic that helps. And I mean, the there's no replacing 
Mandy, she helped bring the group together, even though I'd say mm-hmm. that, you know, Gigi and JC, especially JC, were more of the personalities in the group. But you know Mandy has a good personality. Um yeah. Sony can, Deville, man. <laughs> yeah, which which would really clash with her dynamic. But it, it could be an interesting clash, but you can slide someone in that group. It wouldn't be the mm-hmm. same, but at the same time it wouldn't need to be the same. Like Tiffany Strat. Tiffany Strat, bro, she coming back next year. <laughs> so like literally they advertise that like Tiffany Stratton's back like in New Year's Evil or something. Like she'll be back. I didn't know she was a bodybuilder. You can tell by looking at her. I ha- I've only seen her like twice because I started watching 2.0. The time I saw her, she was injured like the following week or something like that. I guess she got hurt in that light out match. So I didn't I didn't get to see her that much. Oh, she's not. She's not injured. Wow. She got uh, enhancements. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) you could if you I say that because if you look at her old pictures, right, when she was wrestling and look at the picture she's been taking now. Yeah, like she got some uh, enhancements. Oh, okay. Which I ain't knocking her at all. But, you know, that's why I think I think that's why she was gone. And they were just looking for a reason. And they were just looking for a time to bring her back. The funny thing about Tiffany Stratton, right, was like. When I think it was it was a Tasty Teigen or it was Athena or it was both when they were talking about they got released and that was one of the tweets someone said it's like they released they fired Mandy but then this is the same company that told Athena to be more like Mandy I'm like that was when Vince was in charge yeah also I'm like that was when Vince was in charge also Vince probably didn't even know that she had that fan thing because he probably would have had the same reaction so but either way um another joke I'm gonna save it for later then. oh god and lost my train of thought it was yeah because when they were talking about that and then robert i remember robert said oh like t-, like he was he was like like tiffany stratton he's like girls like tiffany stratton blah, blah blah like he didn't like stratton right you ask him now he loves tiffany stratton and i pointed yeah, that I out when he first started saying it i'm like you used to hate tiffany stratton like <laughs> and he was talking yeah, about, i know i hadn't he's like i hadn't seen her yet like oh bro <laughs> yeah I, I like her I've seen more promo work from her than in-ring work. Oh, her in-ring like, work I, isn't bad. Yeah, like the only match I've seen of hers is that Lights Out match with Wendy Chu, and she I could barely see anything in that match. She had a solid. She had some solid matches with Chu. She had some good matches with Saray. Uh, who I'm I'm waiting on Saray to come back. I think they're going to yeah. retool her gimmick. Um, clearly, I think what was happening with her was visa issues. So. Yeah, I guess that's what's going on with Blair Davenport, too. Yeah, I guess so. And then they got Afa Valkyrie. Well, now she's Lyra Valkyria. But she's there now. Um, I like her. Yeah, she, she, she was good. She's pretty good. She was great in UK. She had a really good match with Jenny, who is somebody else I hope they bring over. She's already married to Gunter. I don't know why she hasn't wrestled yet. Um, and she had a really good match with Mako, who was also, I don't know what they're doing with Mako, because apparently they've trademarked her name, which means she's here to stay for a minute. But she hasn't been on TV since her match with Roxanne. Having visa issues at the same time? Because that's what it looks like. I don't know what Mako, maybe it is, maybe, yeah, maybe, because she was working in the UK for a minute, she didn't get like a full, you know, US visa. Because, um, 
it seems like after worlds collide, most of them disappeared. Like I haven't seen bait. I mean, most of them probably could be waiting on NXT Europe to break. Through, oh, I know some but... of them are. Trent Seven said, "Fuck it." Trent Seven went to AEW, so yeah, which is kind of awkward because I'm sure Mustache Mountain would have got that together at some point. Because the funny thing about that is, like, that's who. Um, maybe they would have because they were feuding for a minute. Like Tyler won the UK title. The final of the tournament to crown the new UK champion after Ilya gave it up was between him and Seven. So, which is funny, people were complaining. They were like, "Man, they spoiled the end of the tournament because the tournament hadn't like fully aired yet." By the time Tyler Bates showed up with the UK title, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Look, they had to make a decision." I guess I'm like, "Look, y'all knew Tyler was gonna win anyway," but I get it. But hey, hopefully UK, hopefully Europe starts up and they can get pretty much most if not all the people they had uh yeah, that were I'm in UK see, yeah because I'm trying to see Ilya versus Braun Breaker Ilya's hurt right now ain't he I, wasn't he hurt before yes <laughs> like <laughs> I think Ilya I, I, did I think Ilya is hurt I again thought wrote, I thought that was just a storyline injury maybe golly now I'm curious, when was Mako Setamora's last match? I want to say it was against Roxanne, but I think she also had one against Cora. Uh, her versus Asuka is also the match I need to see. Yeah, her last match was in June against Roxanne. Look him up right now. He didn't drink it off. He injured again? Uh, Air's last match was the women's triple threat. Yeah, Jordan. I keep wanting to call him Jordan Devlin, but J.D. McDonough tweeted after deadline. He's like, if y'all don't believe NXT is back after deadline, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, that, Deadline that was, was a good it. show. Like, look, yeah. I was shitting on the Iron Survivor match, and I still <laughs> think, in theory, it look, it, on surface, I still think it's kind of a dumb thing. But both those matches were lit. Mm-hmm. And they were both very different. Like, the men's was much faster paced. Had way more falls. They were just doing shit. Axiom was MVP in that match. Like Axiom was everywhere. Like Ax. Like if I could pick like MVPs from both matches, not strictly like who won, just based on performances that impressed me the most, it would be Axiom and Keanu James. I expected literally nothing from Keanu James. I was surprised she was in the match to begin with, but she definitely proved me wrong. I said, "Oh, okay. I know why they put you in this now. You actually pretty solid." The story they told in the women's of Roxanne was pretty good. I knew I would just have joking, but I predicted I'm like Roxanne gonna take the first fall to hype the drama up, and lo and behold, she got pinned first. <laughs> yeah, and, book was crying. Yeah, book was crying. Her pinning uh, Cora. She got she pinned Cora to get the last fall, right? Her last fall. Yeah, That's poetic, and you know, you know, Cora gonna be her first challenger for that title. Um. They say she's the youngest NXT women's champion. Is that true? Let's see. I thought yeah, Paige was be. I thought Paige was younger than her when she won it. Because Roxanne's 20, 20? Or is she 22? 21, if I'm not mistaken. She was sick. Yeah, she's 21. And Paige was how old when she won the NXT women's title? Uh, or Soraya. I keep saying Paige. I thought she was. I thought Paige was 19 when she won. That's what title. I thought. I thought she was 19. 
Youngest NXT Women's Champion. Oh, let me look. Wikipedia. Let's Wikipedia this speech. Uh, this must be getting rid of the Rainbow Colored titles. They are. That's what I read online. I got. I got used to them. I mean, it's not even like the whole belt is rainbow. It's just the middle part, which I'd gotten used to at that point. I was like, all right, this is different. Yeah, it's supposed to. Apparently, it's supposed to go back to the gold colors. Probably with that logo on it, though. So, hold up. Look. Yep. Top five. Yeah. Top five reigns with the title Shayna, Asuka, Mandy, Charlotte, and then Paige. Yeah, I was going to ask that uh, Mandy's rain eclipse Oscars. No, nah, she would need at least 100 more days to eclipse Oscars. Because uh, Shayna's combined reign was 459 days because you know Shayna won it twice. Oscar's one long reign was 510 days. Man, Kyrie had the shortest reign with 78 days. That is wild. Yeah, because didn't her and Shayna trade the belt back and forth? I don't think so. Who? Kyrie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Shayna had it. Kyrie won it from her and then Shayna won it back. Paige had it for 308 days. Bailey had it 223. EO had it 304. Raquel's was 202. Sasha's was 192. Ember's was 140. The longest time, that was the only long title reign Sasha had was with the NXT Women's title. For real. Like years. <laughs> um, yeah, it still says Paige is the youngest champion. So, yeah, she won it at 20. And Shayna is the oldest at 38. Shayna's that old? Not anymore, because she won it back in 2018. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I know that, but I didn't realize uh, like she was that yeah, old when she won the title. Yeah, yeah Shayna 42. Man, she's a super senior at the NXT Women's title. X. Let's see, championship and accomplishments. Uh, yeah, I figured... Kyrie was 115 pounds. Let's see. She won the Raw Women's title five times. Sasha did. What the hell is her combined reign total? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, they started doing that combined reigns thing. Yeah, because people were winning it too many times. So if we go overall reigns, she's seventh. Combined 116 days. <laughs> oh. Bro, Bailey had oh okay, that's the Raw Women's title okay because I was like, why is Bailey so far down? So the shortest reign is Nikki's with thirty three days. I didn't know she had it that long. I thought she had that shit like two weeks. <laughs> that was it. I bet you can guess who the longest reign is though. NXT Women's Champion. No, the Raw Women's Champion. The longest reign. It's not Ronda. No. For Ronda. Ron is number six. It's got to be Becky, right? Yep. 535. Then it's Alexa at 398. That's a crime. Well, she had it three times. <laughs> and then Oh, Oscar. combined. Yeah, combined. But, uh, yeah, combined. Now, if we go by single reign, it's probably still Becky. But uh, Asuka with her two reigns is 327. Then Charlotte. Charlotte's six reigns equal to 305 days. Hmm. Now, they have two different lists. They have combined days and then combined days recognized by WWE, which I don't know what that means. What does combined days recognized by WWE mean, though? 
because if we go by that, Becky actually had the title 560 days, and Alexa had it two less days than what the combined days were, which is kind of funny. Yeah, so Sasha's five reigns combined were 116 days. Bro, that's barely, (laughs) that's not even, that's barely four months. Actually, that's not even four months. That's like four days shy of four months. Rhea had it 98 days. I forgot Rhea was the Raw Women's Champion, mostly because Charlotte just took that shit back. So Asuka's the oldest champion at 38, and Sasha is the youngest when she won it at 24. How old is Asuka? Asuka's 41. Mm. Like, look at look at these names she can come back with. Kana, Kana Hime Princess, Kana, Skull Reaper Kana. Jesus Christ. That's how she's gonna come back. Skull Reaper Kana. Bro, I was so mad when Becky and Naomi dropped the <laughs> that Kana, that Oscar had kids. I was like, "How dare you ruin me like that?" <laughs> oh, apparently she talked with. Uh, hmm, I'm just looking at all her accomplishments. Eeriest entrance of the year in 2017 from Rolling Stone. Two-time Raw Women's Champion, one-time SmackDown Women's Champion, three-time Women's Tag Team Champions. Once with Kyrie, once with Charlotte, and once with Alexa. Money in the Bank, third Women's Triple Crown, second Women's Grand Slam, won the Mixed Match Challenge with The Miz. Also, you know, every t- you know when WWE was doing the award shows, like almost every year, overall female competitor was won by a Joshi wrestler. <laughs> like, Asuka won it, then Kyrie won it, then Io won it. <laughs> Bet you if they did it now and she got more TV appearances, Saray or Mako would have won it. Let's see. Okay, if we go by like SmackDown women's titles, Bailey is at the top with 520. Then Charlotte with 391. Then Becky, then Sasha. Of course, the four horse women got the four longest SmackDown women's title reign. <laughs> then Naomi, the bottom is Natalia. Natalia won the SmackDown women's title? I totally fucking forgot about that. Be Naomi. Oh shit, she did. Oscar had it yeah. 100 days. Liv had it 98. Carmella had it 131. Man, I'm still mad about that. Beat Oscar. I was like, what? How? Nah, that feud with Oscar <laughs> upset me. Did she beat Oscar like twice? Two times, something like that. On some Jinder Mahal beating Shinsuke Nakamura shit. I would ask where Shinsuke at, but he's just chilling. He's waiting for this great, great Muda match. Look, if I listened to that SZA album like a year ago, it'd probably be my favorite album of the year. Luckily, I'm not really in a place where that album like fully, fully resonates with me anymore. Yeah, There's still good songs on it, but I'm just like, I can't totally vibe with this anymore. Luckily, because that girl was going through it. Look, Kill Bill is probably my favorite song off the album. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Now, this Ab Soul album, though, I feel like this album is going to hit me in a way Scissors didn't. I've liked some of the singles so far that have come off of it. There's only three songs on this Scissor album I just didn't like at all. Because I, I told my mom, I was like, that Scissor album is what it sounds like when a Scorpio gives a fuck. <laughs> Somebody said... <laughs> Somebody was like, I said, I tweeted when the album came out, I was listening to it. I was like, her and Summer Walker talk about the same stuff. Mm-hmm. About how they be fucking around with ancient niggas and then be upset when them niggas ain't shit. 
like that's all. <laughs> that's the kind of music like, they make. Like I, I love CTRL way more than this, but this album is good too. At least I think so. I didn't like know when I first saw the when I first saw the album cover. I was like, "Who is she facing out on that pier?" Like, Baby Keem, because because the first thing I thought I was like, "This feels like Baby Keem's album cover." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "Are they looking? Are they looking at each other?" <laughs> that's what I'm thinking too. Now that you mention it, yeah, because she's uh, sitting on that dive board or whatever over like this huge ass body of water, and then Baby Keem's album cover is him laying on some stuff in a huge ass body of water. I'm like, "Are they looking at each other?" That that is a good point. <laughs> I didn't even relate those two. Like I was gonna but tweet. I, I was like, "Cinematic parallels." <laughs> I didn't like notice me. I didn't like smoking on my X pack. That was produced by Jay Versace. Yeah, I didn't like Which... that one. F two F. F two F would sound good on a Paramore album, but not here. On a Paramore album, <laughs> like that's what I thought. Like, I don't. I was like, this sounds like she definitely like used to fuck with Paramore back in the day. So that that's what I thought. Apparently, most thing. black people did, which I didn't know. I guess I missed that wave because I was not listening right. to a lot of Paramore when I was younger. I thought I was the only one. I've always loved Queen Haley. Always Apparently, did. a lot of black. The first time I ever heard Haley Williams on something was the Airplane song by B.O.B. <laughs> now on my Spotify, now I have like two. No, I have. I only have one Paramore song. Ain't it fun? But other than that, I'm just like. Yeah, I guess I missed that wave. The way some folks be talking online, I'd be saying apparently black folks been fucking with Paramore. I'm like, I, all right. Yeah, I thought I was the only one because like I used to be hesitant to say I liked rock or heavy metal or anything like that. I used to be hesitant to say that, but now there's like a couple black people I've come across who are like, yeah, I like metal too, bro. I'm like, okay, I'm not alone in this. <laughs> oh, conceited. I don't like conceited either. Most of it is because like. Conceded and noticed me. What she did vocally was good. I just didn't like the beat. It's like, it reminded me of a Nas song, but singing. Like, what you doing is good, but this beat is horrible. I like, uh, I mean, the songs I like, I like Saved. I liked, I like Seek and Destroy. I like SOS. I like Far. I like Used, Blind, Kill Bill. Like, uh, songs I like are SOS, Kill Bill, Seek and Destroy. Love language blind, you snooze. Gone girls is shit. Yeah, that is the shit. That's the one right there. Uh Ghost in the Machine and Nobody Gets Me. I have to get used to shirt. Like I'll be listening to that beat and then there's just a random drum kick out of nowhere. <laughs> and it goes right back in. And that should be throwing me off. Cause I'll be vibing to it. Then the drums are like, doo 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 I'm like, what the fuck? It don't even sound like it goes there. But that album kind of made me want to listen to CTRL. Uh, to Control? Mm. Yeah, I, I like Control a lot better. Just mainly because I like shorter albums. I didn't mind Kendrick having 18 songs on his because there was a theme throughout it. There's one on SOS, but it's not as... It doesn't stick out as much as the one on Control, you know? Because I'm like, if you're going to give me 23 tracks, I need to have, I need to have a hook. To keep me engaged the whole time. Because I'm, I'm trying to. I mean, I'm also one of those dirty music listeners that also sometimes checks now. I'm like, who's featured on this? 
Like you got to be re I got to really be into you for like you to have no features and I'm listening to you. <laughs> yeah. Which is she a lot she, of artists, honestly, but you know. She said she sent songs out to people, but she never got verses back. They probably hit that's what happened. Probably hit that Nicki Minaj like, oh, she got nothing for this. <laughs> yeah. Like I know it got out there that when Kendrick was working on this Big Steppers album, he was telling people um, at one point he stopped doing features because he was trying to work on his own shit. Because I didn't realize how much he was writing for other people too at that time. He did the exact like opposite good. of what J. Cole was doing. Yeah, he he was writing for other people too. I'm like, yeah, no wonder he kind of like cut shit off for a little bit. I just love that. Um, I just love that. Uh, Cole started putting features on his albums for the memes, <laughs> so the memes would stop. Like, <laughs> with the whole oh, he went platinum with no features. He was like, I guess I gotta start putting features back on my albums now. <laughs> like, I mean, like Soul has some has some good features on here. Apparently, he's got Sir on a song. He's got Russ on a song, but you know. They can't all be perfect. Now, I don't hate Russ. Uh, Russ is okay. Got Janae Iko, Zachary, obviously, Joey Badass. He put Joey Badass on Moonshooter, which is interesting, because I like I like Moonshooter. I wonder what Joey Badass is going to sound like on that. Um, This man called this shit Herbert. Like, I think that's his actual name, though. Yep, Herbert Anthony Stevens the fourth. Man, T, I got old, old names. Clifford Harris. Don't call him Absol. What am I supposed to call him? OK Player? Like the fuck? That's his rap name. Herbert. <laughs> Bro, R. Kelly dropped an album from jail, and I was like, what the fuck? Because I saw he was trending on Twitter, and I was like, what happened? And he was like, oh yeah, R. Kelly dropped an album. I was like, nigga, what? I admit I fucked younger ladies. That's older and younger ladies. But tell me how they call it pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, nigga. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Some of R. Kelly's team reported stolen recordings might be linked to I admit it. Are you telling me someone stole that shit and leaked it? R. Kelly team told police that master recordings were taken. Mm. Has been pulled. Yep, it's a new album from disgraced R&B singer R. Kelly has been pulled from Apple Music and Spotify just hours after being released on the platform. Nah, you know what they say. They're telling, oh yeah, they, oh yeah, the, the master recordings were taken. Look, me being cynical, you know what I think? I don't think them shits were taken. I think somebody from his camp posted that shit, right? Just to see what would happen. Yeah, and then people were t- firing up and they took it out. <laughs> they said, no, don't take it off, take it off. <laughs> they saw that they were people were online like, what the fuck is this shit? That was called I Admit It. And I'm like, really? Really, Kelly? Bro, I'm mad. Uh, he has three kids. Yeah. Ja, spelled wow. J-A-A-H, Kelly. Robert Kelly Jr. and Joanne. Yeah, one of them trying to sing, though. Are they good? I don't know. <laughs> we might not ever we might not ever hear them, because, you know, your daddy is persona non grata, basically. So, so, they, so put the full fucking album on YouTube. <laughs> I might listen to it out of pure curiosity. I don't know. The last good R. Kelly album I heard was Chocolate Factory. Damn. <laughs> that shit came out like 2004. Yeah, my mom and I were talking about him the other day, and I was like, I didn't fall out with R. Kelly because, just solely because of those allegations. I fell off 
from listening to him because his music was trying to be bad. I was like, I'm like, I do not want to hear a 40 something year old man talk about, I want to lick you like an Oreo, Oreo, <laughs> Oreo, up and down like an Oreo. Mwah. I want to hear that shit. I was like, how is Frank Ocean younger than him? And his subject matter is more mature than R. Kelly's. Look, R. Kelly came in the '90s when that shit was hot. All right, he got the he got them grown folk songs, all them stepping songs. Like, cool. I want some. Man, I want mature R. Kelly. I want something that is age appropriate. Talking about something. (laughs) All I want to do is throw money on you. Throw that money on you. Sit in my private room and back it up. Let me see you back it up, man. If you don't sit your old ass down somewhere. Talk about some a hey, baby gear. How about you come in this back room over here? Uh uh-uh. money on you. Stop, stop that. Money on you. Stop <laughs> that. Throw this money on you. The thing, interesting thing about R. Kelly is that he's so long in the game that it's very hard to. I mean, you can cancel him, but in reality, mm-hmm. you can't. You can't take off like, oh, you can't get rid of all of R. Kelly's music in a sense that you know how much songs he's written for people. Oh yeah. Songs that have become bona fide hits, like you gonna have to get rid of those. You're gonna be digging into a lot of catalogs. For real. The richest niggas that they ever been. Oh god. <laughs> Fucking Izzy <laughs> Brother shit for that Rick Ross song. Hey, somebody said I somebody said that was like a somebody legit yeah. somebody well, said that that's that actually album. like a somebody said that was actually a Rick Ross song that they just put on that album. So <laughs> oh, thousands of dark just because I was like, oh god. Really, really, Ron Isley, this is what we're doing? Like, I did not have... Hey, that shit was, shit was lit. I did not, I did not no. have... I did not have the king, Ronald Isley, saying the N-bomb in any of his songs in the year 2022. I didn't Plus, have that the Rick Ross song. Like, like, there's certain songs you can you can tell are written by R. Kelly, like Grub On oh, by Trey Songs. Like, you listen to that, I was like, this does not sound like Trey Songs at all. I was damn. like... The way he's that singing nigga, and everything, I'm like, this is definitely R. Kelly wrote this shit. That nigga can't sing for shit. <laughs> like, he, man, bro, I saw clips of him on TikTok, right? Like, somebody leaked, I, I guess he's in some kind of trouble now. Because they yeah. started to leak, like, his old shit, right? When he had the braids and shit. Yeah. He's like... Back when me and daddy had to sell them things, and he was cutting up that cocaine. I was like, ugh. No, Trey, stop. <laughs> when I find it, I'm going to send it to y'all in the group chat. Hell like, no. Nah. Like, nah. And then they showed him, like, working on that song, but I got to go right now. This nigga oh, is gotta go. at the board talking about and I don't want to need I was like, Ugh. stop! No, ruining it. I was like, no, I gotta go. Like he, I'm like, he really thought he was in there doing some Charlie Wilson type shit. I'm like, man, nah. I, I never thought he could sing, ever. I was like, I wish you never started singing. I wish you would have chosen rap. <laughs> Look, he I guess he got a you know, he can go that Tory Lane's route. Tory, like Tory Lane's gonna release, release chicks tape and that boy, he probably going to jail. But he released chicks tape 
which is pretty much him collabing with artists and then remaking or remixing their older songs. Like he had a song. <laughs> but then he also has an album called like another mixtape called The New Toronto, which is all him just rapping. So, so my cousin was like, my cousin listened to uh, Chick's Tapes. He's like, yeah, I think it's like Chick's Tapes. What was the last one? Five or six? He listened to Chick's Tapes five. I was like, you listen to New Toronto? He said, hell no, I'm not trying to listen to Tory Lane's rap. <laughs> He's like, I'm not trying to listen to a full album Tory Lane's rapping. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know he did an accent with that shit either. I guess Who? he called himself trying to do some Isley shit. And I'll be back to fall. I was like, nigga, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back to fall. What is that? Stop it. Stop it. I like Trey songs, kind of. Nah, actually, nah. His last good album to me was like, was it Trey Day? It was either Trey. No, it was Ready. That was his last good album to me. It was Ready. And after that, I, I haven't listened to a Trey song song. Talking about some bullshit, you would think I invented sex. I was like, nigga, sex is older than me and you put together. Hey, you look, you look, invent uh, shit. look, it goes that he's so good at sex that the girl will think he created it because he's doing shit that no one's ever seen before. Apparently, that's what I got. <laughs> then that remakes like Carrie Hilson. Remember Carrie Hilson and how she <laughs> killed her own career? She went at Beyonce and Sierra. Well, not even Sierra, notwithstanding. But she went for Beyonce, Giselle, Nose Carter, and her career just wasn't the same. Somebody said, I think she came out like last year and said something. I think she cooked something. It would look weird or something like that. And someone tweeted, they said, every day Carrie Hilson proves why we were right to cancel her. <laughs> What's sad is like Carrie's one of those people that wrote songs for people. But I don't know if she could replicate that success for herself, though. She had like you know? two. Like she had two songs that went big, and it was turning me off, um, which was also really helped by that Wayne feature because Lil Wayne was like everywhere back then, and uh, knocks you down, which was helped by a Kanye feature. <laughs> so, and I think Neo, and I think Neo was on that song. Yeah, Neo was also on that song. Uh, oh, they calling Gunna a snitch. Oh boy. Well. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, she she. I'm sorry, nigga. I'm trying to drip, home. Drip too hard. That's what, that's what Gunner was trying to do. Bruh. I'm sorry, nigga. <laughs> I'm trying to come home. Um, who who else career went? But yeah, like, well, you said R. Kelly hasn't been good since Chocolate Factory. I'm on record saying that. Usher's last good album was Confessions. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Without a fucking doubt. Like, all that nigga got to do is go around the world performing Confessions. And his career, you know, he's set for life. That's sold out tour. I go see that shit. Like, he had a couple, he's had a couple solid songs at way after Confessions. But yeah, as far as complete albums, the last one I bothered to listen to was Confessions. Yeah, and then they did that um, Superstar Run Challenge, like, that album is older than a lot of these TikTok kids, but they out here trying to hit them notes that he was hitting on that song. For real, y'all can't hit them superstar notes. I can't hit them superstar notes, but I never claimed to be a singer. Also, I'm like, man, some of these TikToks be challenges. Man, TikTok done made Steve Lacey mad. Like, <laughs> I wish I knew. <laughs> Tell them they don't know his work. They don't know the words to his songs. I'm like, look, Steve Lacey is lit. I was on Steve Lacey before Gemini came out, but like, <laughs> I'm like, y'all wild. 
I haven't learned the word Sabat News yet. I know the course, but I, I don't I don't know the verses though. It's kind I of just funny that people like, don't know the verses because they're incredibly like not simple in a bad way, but simple where it's like it's not hard to remember. See, this is why he mad. This see, this is why he hates y'all. That's why he hates y'all at these concerts because y'all don't know shit. I bite my tongue. It's a bad habit. Let <laughs> <laughs> take a stab at it. Oh, give it Yeah. Oh my <laughs> Jesus Christ! Just just some TikTok kids straight up. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he's saying in the verses, but this shit sound good. I'll be in the car <laughs> talking about something. Meanwhile, your I'm ass like, probably know every single word to every single song on King's Disease 1 through 3. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Hey, I'm a Nas fan. I, I don't know if I said this last week or not. But <laughs> King's Disease 3 is the best Nas album ever. Hit boy, thank you for reviving my boy's career. He needs it's better than it's better than Nostradamus. Nigga, 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 nigga. <laughs> Marcel, Mar fucking Cell. Yes, it's better than Nostradamus. Oh, don't Look. Nostradamus have you owe me on it? <laughs> Look, of all the songs you could have named, you could have said Project Window. Look, I'm not even gonna front. I like you, Omi. <laughs> Dude. Sometimes. I like sometimes. Genuine in that short, okay? He sometimes was killed that you. shit. Short ass. Say it was your price. He was killed that shit. <laughs> Just to back it up. You can hold my ice. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's true. Man, it's it's he was. Now they say you are. Me something. I was like, he killing this shit. Nas don't even need to be here. Just let Genuine just do this chorus for three minutes. <laughs> like, I don't know. Genuine. Genuine. Nas, here, Nas was like, hold me back like you hold your tax. Ain't that illegal? <laughs> like, nigga, like, <laughs> hold me back like 40 acres to blacks. Like, <laughs> Nas, what? See, oh, this man. is why Jay Nas cannot adapt. Nas was still trying to do Nas things. In this club song, and I'm like, stop it. This is why it's why Jay Z, it's why Jay Z almost killed him on Takeover. <laughs> this is why Jay Z went from just giving Nas a line on Takeover to giving him a whole verse on Takeover. He heard uh, you owe me, and was like, oh no, I gotta give him a whole verse. Fuck a line. <laughs> like he just like he was still trying to do Nas lyrical shit on a club hit. And just like, no, it don't work. Genuine had me rolling on differences. That nigga was in the studio getting excited. My whole life has yeah. changed. Sound <laughs> like a damn gospel singer. Sound like Marvin Sapp in there. Shit. I miss when R&B singers used to do that. They used to get happy at the end of the songs and shit. No, hell, they don't sing like that no more. They don't be in the booth just like yelling and screaming their hearts out. <laughs> like, just be like, oh, damn, NBA. this man going through it. On oh, some NBA young boy shit. <laughs> like they just be they don't sound like they in the booth going through it no more bro I don't get the hype I can't audibly I can't listen to that nigga I've never heard an NBA young boy song in my life I've heard like little snippets and it bothers me how can you not tell you're offbeat 
Apparently, he is like the most viral rapper right now, even more so than Drake. Like, he mega popular, which is crazy because I have yet to hear one of his songs, but he make buku money. Yeah. He also got like, he also got like 20 kids, but still. (laughs) Yeah, him and Nick Cannon in a race right now. Bro. Nick Cannon, didn't Nick Cannon say he was done having kids for the moment? Nah. That nigga's like Scissor after she drops an album. This might be my last one. I was like, girl, you said that about control. Yeah, because didn't she say after control mostly because Punch is bad at promoting shit? <laughs> yes. SZA, SZA and just, Isaiah Rashad, like, bruh, can can I release my album now? <laughs> I bet Kendrick was happy to take the point on his album. Like, this is my last one. Y'all gonna let me do the rollout? Good. <laughs> Kendrick's whole That's album rollout. So people were making jokes about Dochi when she signed. They were like, yeah, I can't wait to hear your album in five years. <laughs> yeah. I'm not in a hurry to hear another J-Rock album, though. Damn. I mean, I didn't mind. What was, the, what was that album he had? That's how long it's been. Redemption? Yes. I wonder how much Kendrick wrote on that album. <laughs> <laughs> not that I know Kendrick wrote his verse for King's Dead, or at least wrote half of it. I'm like, I wonder how much... Now turns I listen out, to them niggas. Turns out Kendrick wrote the parts that he was repeating himself. <laughs> Just because he didn't want to write more shit. I gotta go get it. 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 My name go hold up. My team go hold up. It's like, all right. All right, Kendrick. <laughs> I was like, I, now, now, now when I listen to J-Rock, I'm like, so did you write that verse on Money Trees or did he write that verse on Money Trees? Because that <laughs> verse was hard. I like uh I like out of sight out of mind, but it also had J Cole in it. So yeah. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Promethazine in a baby bottle. Didn't like I remember someone said, uh, "Have you heard London by Bia?" Yeah, I heard. I have. I heard. I heard a little bit of it on TikTok, of course, because that's where I hear all the latest breaking music. <laughs> I remember when that song first came out. People, because I hadn't heard it yet, I just knew that Cole was in. Some people were like, "What J Cole did on this song is misogyny." <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I listened to the song. I was like, oh no, he killed Bia. That's, that's not okay. But Man, like, Bia still sells records, unlike Saweetie, whose album went like Paper Cup. <laughs> Talking about some, I make music for pretty bitches. It's, I mean, if you can't relate, that's okay. I'm okay, like, well, I'm pretty, okay, Exorcist and because I remember apparently he said that. When his first album didn't do that well, he was talking about, well, you can't relate to my album if you've never been depressed. I'm like, nigga, no. That's not how this goes. I've never shot nobody, but I be, I don't shoot nobody. Also, I haven't smoked weed for long periods of time. But I can identify with an ASAP Rocky album. Like, <laughs> sweetie gonna say, oh, I only make music for pretty bitches. I was like, well, obviously, them pretty women ain't buying your music. You forget Trey songs is really just a singing ass hood, nigga. <laughs> when mama and daddy had themselves those things, I'm like, Ugh, shut up. Look, he, uh, I think I say Ready was Trey songs like last good album because that was when he firmly started doing the what I like to call teeny bopper R&B for the radio, like. No, that was kind of like the last. Well, actually, technically, Trey Day was the last time he stopped doing that. But you know, but you're right about R and B. Nobody be getting into it. You know, actually, who be just sounding like they just struggling in the booth, yelling. It's like Trippy Red, which is crazy. <laughs> Someone Trey was. Day. 
only thing that's on my mind. <laughs> you get me so excited. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never heard excitement by him and uh, what's that guy's name? Neighborhood of the, no party next door. I was about to say neighborhood of the block, but party oh. next door. <laughs> no, I mean I've listened to a lot of party next door, but uh, he had me, he had me rolling on that one song with XX and Tacyon. <laughs> Baby, I need you in my life, in my life. Oh yeah, Trey, I like that song. Fuck love, I like that song. <laughs> that one was in. <laughs> Please don't throw your love away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, hey, look, Trippy Red was killing it. That boy was crooning. Yeah. <laughs> he was crooning. All the dread colored hair dudes that came out that year, he was one of the few that I like. I like him. I like X. Um, I like 21 because he say some funny shit. I like 21 after that one video he did where he's like, I don't give a fuck. I beat the shit out of every one of you. Beat a nigga ass. Niggas don't want to fight no more. I beat the shit out of a nigga. <laughs> look, I like the I like Savage Mode. I like the um look, I like Savage Mode too. I like the interlude, especially the one with Morgan Freeman talking about snitches and rats. That's my favorite yeah. one. Um I like I like the beat for rich nigga shit off that album. But you know. Talking about like he said, he said, gay a girl is 69, pray to God she don't tell on me. I'm like, all right, 21. <laughs> I like how Lil Dirk be throwing slugs at dude on that one Drake song. He's like, don't play that little boy in the club because we don't listen to rats. <laughs> <laughs> From, uh, I forgot what that's, I know what song you're talking about, but I forget the name of it. Yeah, I like, I like Trippie Red. Like, like, I like Trippie Red. Like, that, what, what other song he had that I like? That, uh, Take a walk, like I like take a walk. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Uh, so, oh, what was it? Uh, what was it? These people don't want me alive. No, they want to play games with my life. I was like, oh, he, he no. <laughs> my coop doors on suicide. Oh, no. I was like, hope you got my note, bitch. No, bitch. <laughs> Rule number one, never trust no bitch. Like, I, I don't know. I, I like that song. And the I mean, song he had with Buster Rhymes, which essentially, which the song he did with Buster Rhymes, which is pretty much just a rework of um that song Buster did with Mariah Carey. <laughs> and all and all Trippy Red did was sing the chorus. Like he had no verses. Thinking <laughs> about your love every damn day. Put my love above, drive me insane. A lot of Hennessy, a little do say. I was like, do it. <laughs> Baby, make a movie with me, Blu-ray. <laughs> Did you hear uh, Dark Knight Dumbo? Yeah. Take a moment, count my guap, count my guap. <laughs> All these rags coming in, coming in. And then you hear Travis in the background, straight up, count my guap, <laughs> count my guap. Uh, I put a drop top and drop that. <laughs> My dumbest dick with hot sky to drop dead. <laughs> fucking no, oh my god, it's crazy. And then Dark Lane like demo it. tapes by Drake is also hilarious, but turn your phone off, take your clothes off. I'm a savage, <laughs> but I fuck it to a throw song. Turn the lights down, lay the pipe now. I ain't Mr. Right, but I'm Mr. Right now. 
I'm going to slide slide any way you want. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Mr. Right and Mr. Right now. This. (laughs) She want me to fuck her to some tea sweat. (laughs) I just love that um, freaking. Freaking Kanye found a dude who made a main, who one of the standout verses of a song he was on. This man was talking about shitting, pooping, and he was like, "You know what? I'm gonna put him on my album. And he's gonna have the best verse on the entire album." <laughs> King did kill him. King did kill him on a uh, praise God though. Like that verse was hard. Once you read the lyrics, I don't like how King delivered it, but, but that nigga. <laughs> like, once you read the lyrics, yeah. I like Keem's interlude on uh, Mr. Morale, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, Future. Like, Future's out last album is like, <laughs> I Never Liked You. That is the most Future-ass album <laughs> cover. I Never Liked You. Like, this nigga. Somebody I have only said. 22 tracks. The only track I have listened to off this is Wait For You. That's it. Somebody Wait, no, said, no. Wait For You and Keep It Burning. Somebody said uh, SZA is Future for Women. <laughs> I mean, she is over here talking about being cheated on and cheating with other men. Like, Control was talking about the opening song. Control was talking about her fucking some other woman's man. Talking about the dick was too good and blah blah. blah. Freaking weekend. Weekend is the most toxic song. <laughs> you like nine to five on the weekend. Like, just so damn toxic. But then she gonna make a freaking song called Pretty Little Bird. Tell me she didn't hit the window a few times. It's like, no, nah, hell no. Nah. This is something else. This is a me and got the, we got the same birthday and everything. <laughs> but she's the type of Scorpio woman I wouldn't date, though. I was like, because it would be hard to leave her ass because you know, she would take that shit really hard. <laughs> For real. Meanwhile, Drake at his pettiest on his on her loss. Like, really? I know. He just randomly threw a shot at Serena's husband. <laughs> Like, he's he's wrapping his ass off in the middle of the ocean. Don't get me wrong. But just out of nowhere, hey, Serena, your husband a groupie. I'm like, why, <laughs> Drake? <laughs> no, no context, no lead up to it. Hey, Serena, your husband a groupie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> talk about she a, and then, bro, talk about some, she a 10, she thinks she rap, she, she sound good on mute. And I'm like, he's right. He is right. Bro, I'm, apparently, some people said it was about Ice Spice. Some folks said it was actually about Megan the Stallion. I'm like, whoever it is about, he petty as hell. It gotta be about Ice Spice, because he flew that girl out to Toronto on that winter, then followed her on Instagram. Classic Scorpio shit. <laughs> Drake really got in his feelings about this uh, 22-year-old who was lit? Damn, she was literally born January first, two thousand. Huh, that's very interesting. Either way, from the Bronx, like, and she from the Bronx, like you. Then she gonna get Bronx. mad at people. Then she gonna get mad talking about some people calling Bikini Bottom the damn SpongeBob song. You named it Bikini Bottom <laughs> after everybody called that the SpongeBob song. Like you didn't use a SpongeBob ass beat. I listened to that song much one time. I was like. Y'all need to quit lying to this girl. She trashed. <laughs> Thank you much. We both Bro. from Bronx, so I know that you're dirty. I'm like, wait, hold on, wait, what? 
Glorilla. See, Glorilla being from Memphis makes way too much sense. Glorilla. I don't care what nobody say, but that girl go hard. Glorilla. First, I saw this video on Instagram. It's like on Facebook. It was when you realize Glorilla lyrics aren't for you. And it was this dude rapping like hella hard to Glorilla lyrics. He's talking about something with her dude. She was like, I'm fucking on my nigga, blah, blah. And he was like, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. He's like, Glorilla music is not for me. He got 99 pounds, but the biggest one is me. He got 99 but the biggest one is me. I'm like, bro, if it was a woman, he would probably would have sound like her. You know who is lit, though? I think Duke. I like Duke Deuce. I think Duke Deuce is pretty dope. I don't give a fuck about what Nikki say about Cardi not writing her raps. But that verse on Tomorrow too. shit hard as fuck. Fake bitch, that's why I fucked all on your nigga. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> she said, apparently she... got... She's like, I got condos in that bitch head. I'm like, oh. Wasn't she Ooh. sending shots? Apparently that was her sending shots at City Girls. That's Fake what I bitch. heard. That's why my friend fucked on your nigga. Fuck you bitches pussy. I think y'all should scissor. Uh, I'm like, like, ooh. Like, man, who wrote this ooh. shit? <laughs> that whole verse is hard. Hey, I mean, it's a little off subject, but you know who got a theme song with some hard-ass verses? Who? Rhea Ripley. What's yeah, she got new, I think she got new music. Nah, she's had that for a minute. She has? Just, yeah, she just always comes out with Judgment Day. She just rarely uses it. Now, speaking of that, I need to. I got a fucking problem with Triple H, right? This is my brutality. I am the deadly. What's he say? You hear me in your dreams. I am the deadly disease. I put that soul to sleep. I leave you six feet deep. I was like, ooh. Motionless and white wasn't fucking around. No, loud. I got a problem with Triple H, right? What? So, Dakota had a match with Candace last week, right? Mm hmm. She came out to her music. Her oh, own music, not the damage control music. <laughs> Bailey had a match with Alexa. She came out to her music, not the damage control music. But you're telling me I can't get fucking Tokyo Shock for EO Sky? When she faced Candace? What the fuck? I was like, bitch, I was so mad. She came out to damage control music. I was pissed. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, Triple H. They go, where is Tokyo Shock? One of the very few good songs that Def Rebel made. Like, what the f? That made move fast. They already put Mandy Rose in the alumni section. Damn. Did WWE, did WWE even announce that she got released? They just. They said, Sean Ross They said, fuck it, the internet and already know. <laughs> Sean Ross going to put it out there anyway. She's right underneath Luke Harper. And above Marina Shafir. Marina Shafir. You know me. That's crazy, bro. Neither her nor her husband can talk. It's crazy. <laughs> Fall 2023, Spider-Man 2. Oh, and they go ahead and venom in that bitch. Bro, Kai Sinat is crazy in the sense that I know that man rethought his entire life. After oh, yeah, that. you can see it on his face. <laughs> That man rethought his entire life and how he was going to do content after that blue face <laughs> stuff. I don't, I mean, he was, he was trying to, I know he was trying to get streams, but brother, there's like other ways you can do that. Bro, and it wasn't even, re- it wasn't really, really, it wasn't even blue face. It was Krishan. She already yeah. crazy. I'm like, once I saw that clip, I'm like, this is very telling. This is why he be beating her ass. Because she be putting her hands on him. I was like, look, I don't condone men beating women, 
but I also don't condone women beating on their men either. I remember you know I read somewhere someone was like, "Oh yeah, Kershaw was like a track star and a power lifter." I'm like, I couldn't find the power lifter thing, but I was like, I, if she was, I wouldn't doubt it. She was the way she just lifted Kai out his goddamn seat. He a, mostly he a grown ass man, and she just said, "Yeah, you getting up out of here?" I'm like, "Yo, they they just be beating the shit out of each other." I don't be on social media that much, but whenever I do, it's Blueface and Kershaw or however you pronounce her name. I'm like, who beat up who this time? Then she be beating his ass. He be beating her ass. Like these motherfuckers be like Tyson and Holyfield in their damn house, just whooping each other ass and shit. Like, Blueface trap, bro. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. I see. He ain't gonna never rap on beat. He keep getting his ass whooped all the time. <laughs> she coming in the booth. <laughs> you know, nigga. Uh, oh my like, god. Apparently they did a live the other day and he was like, uh, babe, please don't beat me up. Hell. I'm like, man, y'all need to in all seriousness though, that shit ain't cool. They he Nah hell no. Nah. They I don't know. That ain't gonna end well. Then her daddy punched him in the face. Speaking of rappers who just ain't got a handle. I'm so glad that we don't acknowledge Azalea Banks. <laughs> I know she she claimed to be the first to do every damn thing. When Beyonce put out that Renaissance album, she was like, I've been doing house music for X amount of years. This bitch stole from me. I was like, but you didn't invent house music, though. Like, you always yeah, want for credit. Real. You, you always want credit for shit that you didn't invent. What was it? She, uh, when she got roasted on, when she was on Wild and Out, and then she oh. got roasted, and then she cried. Everybody was like, everyone was like, bruh, we know, like, you know what Wildin' Out is about. If you didn't, why'd you yeah. even agree to come? You gotta have real thick skin to come on Wildin' Out, because they, they flamed Safari when he was on there. My gosh. And I don't even think he was even on, he was just in the crowd. <laughs> like, he was yeah. even, like, part of the show, really. No, they didn't flame him. He just walked into the inferno. That's all that. For real. He got strays for no real reason. He just caught some strays. That makes no sense. Well, I think on that, we can call it a night. Yeah, I got got to get these jokes off. (laughs) We will uh, talk to y'all next time.